season two. Welcome to season two of Don't Shit on the Bus. This season's theme is, well, this episode is called Never Miss Bus Call, but that's kind of the theme, you know, theme of this one. Never Miss Bus Call. Neil, have you ever miss, missed Bus Call? Uh, yeah, a lot. But you're on the band. It's different. Uh, it's still the same, but it is different. Like, you're still kind of a jerk, which I think is what we'll <laughs> kind of get into in a second. But you're right. It is different. You know, like, can't have a show without all the band members. So they do have to wait for you. But... If you're in the crew, they'll just leave you. They'll leave you and then you'll have to like fly to the next show. Or bus call is the time you need to be on the bus at the end of the night. Yes. If you're not here, then you miss bus call and that's a big deal. And you'll probably honestly probably get start getting fired if you do it more than once. Yeah, it, it's not good. And depending on if the tour manager likes you or not, like they might just leave you on the first time <laughs> just to teach you a lesson, which really is never a lesson you want to learn. So it's a big thing like respect and yeah, because it's everybody, you know, you're holding up everybody. You're holding up the whole damn thing. You not making it to bus call on time means that your bus driver has to wait around. He's already like ready to go. He's already rested. He only has so much time he can drive. And then if you're late for that, then he's going to have to stop and get gas probably. And then you're going to miss load in in the morning. And then the next day you're not going to make sound check. It's just a whole series of events that really you don't want to go down that road. And you could just learn this lesson the easy way from this podcast, which I'm advising that you do instead of figuring it out for yourself. Never miss bus call. The repercussions are severe. You'll probably lose your job. Terminator, like they had to send Terminator back in time to kill John Connor because he missed bus call. So like really, it's something you want to completely avoid at all costs. You could really ruin everyone's future and that's not something you want to do. Yo, something that I forgot about that I kind of learned about when I was interviewing people for this next season, kind of doing my market research was I was talking to a tour manager and they were like, yeah, if you do that, you're probably fired. And if you do this, you're probably fired. And if you do this, you're probably fired. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how you just can't do really wrong things on tour. It just, and the really wrong things I'm talking about aren't like punching somebody in the face. They're like as little as missing bus call or, you know, doing something that messes everybody up. Well, I mean, it's a ruthless business where there's not a lot of information on what not to do. You're kind of just thrown into the mix, which is why it's so amazing that this podcast exists, like not to pat ourselves on the back <laughs> or anything, but wow, we are so amazing. No, but I I'm serious. I think that's why so many people have hit me up in this little off season being like, why didn't this exist when we were young, when we were growing up? Because they probably had to learn a lot of these lessons the hard way and get fired and shit, which is unfortunate, but you're welcome because now you don't have to be fired to learn these lessons. Did you say you're welcome? Which is the new album title coming out by a data member on Fueled by Ramen Records. Yo, I got my uh, Alternative Press magazine. I don't even subscribe to it. They literally track my address, I think, and keep sending it to me. Thank you. I don't, but I always check out the photos, cool photos. Your ad was on the back and it said something like, it's one of my favorite things that exists because I know exactly what you're talking about. What does it say? It was something I was like, you're like, here it is already or something. It says it's coming this time or it's it's real this time or something like that. Or Yeah, this time's for real. I was like, all right. It says fuck on it. <laughs> it says the F word. Here's the fucking album for real this time. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love it. I love that our band really can do whatever the fuck we want. And our brand really allows that to happen because already done everything we want. People still like us, so it's cool. Hell yeah. All right. We can talk more about it. We'll probably keep talking about it. March 5th. Go pick it up. Sorry. Well, you don't have to apologize. I'm sorry it took me so long to bring it up, but Neil is now a father. Oh, yeah. I forgot. No, yeah. Neil has a baby. <laughs> I Neil. Do. She's amazing. Yeah. Welcome to the world, Amelia. Congratulations, Neil. Oh, what's that, Amelia? You said thank you and you're welcome, Adam, for being the best person alive. Oh, she, <laughs> uh, sorry. Is she right next to you? No. <laughs> 
it's been absolutely incredible. Thank you for the well wishes to her and her welcoming to the world. I will pass the message along as soon as we're done here. Yes. It's actually kind of crazy because I, everyone always tells you, you know, you're gonna, you're not going to get any sleep. It's going to be awful. It's going to be really hard in the beginning. And I think because everyone kind of told us that for some reason, we were blessed with a wonderful child that has really made it easy on us. And, uh, Mary and I's schedule are completely opposite. So she has the baby during the day and watches her and feeds her and kind of takes care of her. And then at night from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., I watch her and feed her from a bottle because Mary pumps and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm awake that time anyways. So I usually sleep from 6 a.m. to like noon. And then when I wake up, we both hang out with the baby. And then at 11 o'clock, I just take over and it's just kind of really easy. That's cool. That's a good schedule. And she's awesome. I was really expecting you to be say something like, yeah, everybody's told us it was going to be hard. He was keeping us up all night, but we just gave the baby to somebody else to take care of. And it's really easy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we probably would. No, we don't know anyone that lives here in Orlando. <laughs> no, we just have friends, no family here. No one we trust our baby with. It's like we can't leave it with Uncle Max, you know, because he'll probably like teach it to do weird stuff. The tech. Yeah. This is how you change the E string. <laughs> Max, she needs to be at least one years old to work on guitars. No guitar picks. Too small. Small choking hazard. No, it's been absolutely incredible, like all jokes aside. And couldn't do it without my amazing wife, Mary. And she's already an incredible mother. And it's like week two. So, I mean, I'm just super lucky. And I think we're both really lucky. I think it's also not to take away from the sincerity of what you just said, but it was a good reason to have a break from the podcast. I mean, correct. <laughs> Neil's having a child. You know, we're not, we're going to take a break between season one and two. Season two and three, we're having another child. Yes. Just to take a break. It's like four months into having a baby. Mary's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, how? She's like, I'm like Mary, <laughs> like the real Mary. I'm like, whoa, is this one going to be Jesus? Oh, I, that joke went right over my head. Yeah. Cause Mary didn't ha do it. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Okay. So on that note, <laughs> speaking of people's names we have oh, my favorite part i almost forgot our biggest patreon list ever i mean it's also been a month so it's four times as big at least but we've got a lot of names we got connor how many people was it hold up the fingers you counted 32 32 new members or 23 yeah i think it's 32 he gave us a th thumbs up yeah he gives a thumbs up you're right should we check him watch watch do this watch this <laughs> 28 <laughs> if somebody's four minutes late for bus call it's probably connor oh man there's someone named amelia with an m oh yes with an e oh. they both they all have m's in it sorry <laughs> I'm not the smartest person all right you want to start us off yeah this is my favorite freaking part welcome to the patreon aaron matthew shelby bella emily <laughs> <laughs> You skipped a name for me. No, I didn't. Uh, I can't say it. Pavitra. Angelina. Alex. Mike. <laughs> Stop. I can't say that. Nava. Jade. Uh, Lauren. Bailey. Levitt. Katie. Susanna. Paige. Andy. Jillian. Ashley. Izzy. <laughs> Stop. It's too funny. <laughs> Carolyn. Carolyn. Okay. <laughs> Alexandra, Anthony, Lisa, Amelia, Katie, and Emma. Thank you guys so much for signing up with the Patreon. Obviously, best way and only way to support our podcast. Well, actually, you can support it just by listening. So this is just a monetary thing, and we appreciate you. So yes. thank you. Thank you.
All right, so today we are going to go over what we learned in season one. Maybe you're just joining us or we'll give you a quick refresher. We'll make it quick, make it make it as fast as we possibly can. We'll go over our layout for season two and then our goals for season two. So we want to kind of explain to you what we're about to learn in season two because I'm excited for it and it involves guests. Neil, are you excited? I love guests. Cool. Before we talk about what we're going to do next season, let's see what we've covered so far. What did we learn in season one? So much. Actually, you know what? Best thing is go listen to it. But if you don't have time, here's a quick overview. And then even after listening to the overview, probably go listen to it because really that is all the information you need to understand season two. And Adam really did a bunch of amazing work putting together a ton of topics that actually cover all of the things that make this season make sense. So really you would be doing yourself a huge favor. And you know what you can do also actually, Neil, is we wrote articles for every one of them too. So if you go to don'tshitonthebus.com and you just want to read, there's articles for everything and some videos and stuff. and some. Or you could go to the Instagram and watch the like 15 second version, which is what I would do. And then I would- <laughs> Just the single clip from each episode. The abridged version. That's, I mean, I passed a lot of accelerated reader tests by reading the description of a book and just guessing. Okay. Good job. Thank you. So an overview of what we learned in season one is to take- you from sitting on your couch to understanding how you can find your path to touring. No matter who you are, where you're from, you can do it. Yeah, and I, I know that could kind of sound a little bit corny, but we mean it. Like, if you really want to tour, if this is something you really want to put your mind to, you can do it. You absolutely can. It takes a little while. It takes a little time for depending on who you are, because it's a network-based industry. But you can do it. All right, Neil. So the first thing we covered in season one was what is touring? Like, what actually is it? Fuck. That's a really big, loaded question. But touring is... It's what it's like to be on the road, traveling every day, being around music and everything that's involved with that. I mean, you might want to go on tour, but do you actually know what touring is? Or maybe you don't even know if you want to go on tour because you don't know what it is. So we kind of teach you what it is. Like the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, like the things that no one really talks about. The lessons. I mean, it, it is. It's true. You know, it's like it's the lessons you learn from being on the road and doing things, unfortunately, the hard way because things like this didn't exist. Or if they did, I didn't know about them. You mean the fun way? Yes. The human way. The hard <laughs> way. <laughs> I, like I learned most things in my life, even when someone says, hey, don't do that. I'm like, I'm probably going to do it just to see what it's like. And then be like, oh, shit, I should have just not done that. And yeah, I feel like getting older is just me reliving everything I learned 20 years earlier and understanding how much I should have listened. That is I was talking to someone about that the other day. And you are now to the point in your life where you can understand and appreciate the lessons Whereas before you could just understand the concept of the lesson. Now you understand why it is a lesson. I think the bigger lesson here is that the people trying to teach me lessons when I was younger weren't using the right avenues to teach me because I don't want to take the blame for not listening. So it's their fault for being bad teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just listened to what you said, which usually I don't do. Not you personally, but anyone. But um, no. It's a, it's a hard thing because a lot of times the only way to learn is time. And that's one thing that you cannot fast forward. You cannot just go through like 10 years of your life and take all that life experience and cram it into like one download button yet. Yes. Elon. Yeah. I'm not going to say you can't do that because you might be able to. Bill Gates. Yeah. Ne Elon Musk. I almost said Elon Musk, which would be kind of cool. If you have another child and that's its name. Maybe that'll be my rap name. Elon Musk. <laughs> It's spelled K-N-E-E-L on Musk. And the picture is a literal picture of you kneeling on Musk. On like the scent, the clone <laughs> Musk. You better buy the URL before this airs. I think that um, 
kind of like talking about what we were saying before. And the only thing that you cannot do is fast forward time and take all of that information and cram it into your brain. So even if you had someone telling you, hey, don't do this because this happens, you really need that time and that experience to really understand the lesson within those words, even though it may be as simple as someone telling you, but it's never going to work that way. All right. Another thing we covered in season one, probably the biggest, biggest, most important thing is networking. Networking is how you navigate yourself in this industry. And a quick little definition for you is networking is action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contracts. So we talk about things like, what is it used for? This is the key to getting on tour. It's all about who you know. That's networking in a nutshell. Yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, how good you are at your job. Like you could be the best guitar tech or drummer in the world, whatever. But if nobody knows you and you don't know anybody, that's why this career takes so long to get into. It's because you have to build your network. You have to be there when someone is like, hey, I need that person. And they have to be able to think of you and be like, this person's great at that. I worked with them before and they were awesome. And then they recommend you and then you get the job. Like it's all about the networking. It's all about being there and being ripe for the opportunity. There's a wrong way to network. Like we believe deeply that you can do it wrong. Like, and we we call that using somebody. We don't like that. That's not how we roll. So we think there's a right way to network. And if you're going to be like, I don't want to listen to all 10 episodes from um, season one, just listen to the networking episode. It's actually our most popular episode. I also think that it, it kind of extends beyond just the touring industry. So even if you like the idea of touring, but then you get through season one or you figure out, hey, maybe this isn't for me, that information could go for anything in life. It's great information. I recommend it 100% regardless. So really the whole thing is about how to get on tour. That's season one. That's what this whole thing's about. So after you have the tools to navigate, you can start putting them to use on a local level. Networking in your area, becoming the one person everyone knows in town. We want you to be able to kind of learn how to get on tour in a practical way. We know that there's other routes. There's like go to school routes and other things that work. But this is the way where you have the most control and you're making the most decisions to put you in the right place to, you know, get you on tour. Practice your craft at home. We called it creating your own luck. I think that's a really good way to think of it because you can't just go out and be like, I'm doing this job. It has to be somebody being like, hey, we want you to do this job. We've seen what you're doing. We know about you. We want you to do this job. Yeah, they have to have the things to talk about. You know, it's like, I know Adam's a great photographer because I've worked with him and he's an awesome person to go on tour with because I've toured with him. And those things I can talk about because I lived them. And that's really the only best way to recommend somebody is if you have that real life experience with them. And you can't have that unless you go out and do it. There's two more things we covered in season one. And that is a big one is what do people do on tour? So, you know, we talk about how to get on tour, what it's like, what it feels like. What do people actually do on tour? You know, you're learning, you're networking. But once you get on tour, what the heck do people do? I mean, there's a ton of roles. Like all the jobs, like guitar tech, visual designer, lighting designer, sound guy. Lighting director. <laughs> photographer, person who knows words and stuff. Tour manager, tour coordinator. There's a lot of jobs. I don't have that job. And we talk about how they scale up and become a little more specific as the tour grows. And you'll be around each other a lot. So get to know everyone and make sure you're clean and don't smell. I mean, it kind of all goes full circle. Like just make sure you're a person that you would like to be around. You're a person that others would like to be around. It kind of like all works together, you know, like if you put out what you want to have around you, it's all going to work out most of the time. Ooh, I like that saying where it's like, take care of yourself like you are somebody you care about. Yes, exactly. 
Thank God I didn't say it or it would have been completely wrong. You mean you would have phrased it wrong or if you said the exact same thing, it would just be actually wrong? Probably both. I mean, let's be real. I would have been like, take care of yourself and then yourself will take care of you or something, you know. Hi, wash yourself. Thank you. Have a nice night. All right. You want to sum up this last one? The last thing is getting on. Well, the last thing is the first thing because at the end of everything good is the beginning of something better. So getting on your first tour is the beginning and how you will get paid is probably one of the biggest, most important questions you guys are asking. But after that is kind of exactly how you get paid. PDs, buyouts, all the different ways you can get paid through traveling and all that stuff. Like, do you have to pay for traveling? Do you have to pay for your hotel? We explain that. That is all in season one. We, I mean, we even break it down to how you get paid based on the size of tour you're on, whether you're in a van tour, whether you're on a bus tour, whether you're flying with a DJ, all of the things, all of the sizes, all of the tours, we break it down in depth. It's all stuff you have to know before you go on tour. Yeah. And if you listen to those episodes and you have some questions, sign up on our Patreon, join us on our Discord, ask the questions. We've got discussions for each episode. It's never too late. Really, we just want to give back. So just come hang out, join the community. We're up to 75 people on Patreon right now. So it's a pretty good vibe. It's like basically a small club. Yeah. Like going to a club before COVID, except you can talk to everyone and they're all friendly and you like being there. So it's not like a club at all. And we started this thing called Weekly Journal, Progress Journal, where people check in once a week with what they've been doing to work on their journey. And I think it's going to be really cool in like a year when everybody can go back and go through their journey. Is it like Live Journal? Yes. But I love Live Journal. Neil, you got to sign in and leave an entry for this week. Okay. Cool. I changed 235 poopy diapers. That's not a real number. It is, unfortunately. 14 in a 235. That's over. That's like 15 a day. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So season one in one sentence is we break down everything you need to know about getting on tour, including terms that you may not understand so that when you listen to these interviews, they make complete sense. And every other question that you may have about touring in general is all explained in season one. Perfect. At the end of the day, be a good person because no one likes somebody who's a dick. Oh, and don't shit on the bus. All right. Now on to the new stuff. Season two, never miss bus call. I like that name, Adam. That's a great name. Guess who came up with it? Um, your mom. Nope. I'll give you a clue. He's muted on this call. Is it Craig? It's Connor. I knew it. Got him. Can I start this info on season two off? Is that cool with you, Neil? Please go ahead, my friend. Cool. All right. So for season two, we are going to be interviewing one guest an episode with the exception of this episode. And each guest is a master of, I would say, what are the first, you know, 12-ish jobs that you get on the road. So when you go, like you get on a one or two bus tour, we're not talking like massive arena tours. We're talking the most general level of touring on tour, because, you know, we can tell you everything that goes on on tour from our point of view, but we really want people that know, know it down to, you know, this is their job. This is what they do. So I don't know. I figure we kind of like talk to you about who they are and why we trust them and just kind of lay out the goals and what we're going to learn through them. Cause I don't know. I'm really excited. It's fun. I've already talked to every single person that we're having on and they're excited to be on here too. do this with us. So I mean, to be honest, they're all of our really good friends. And honestly, I'm I'm just excited to catch up and talk to them and ask them how their life's going. And yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean, these people, like Adam said, they're some of the best people in the touring industry. We wouldn't have them on if they weren't. It's just going to be an incredible time. So do not miss this. Don't do it. Well, you can, then you can just listen later, but don't do it. Okay. All right, Neil. Yes. Who are these people? Like I was saying, they're like some of our best friends, like people we've toured with. They are some of the most important people in their field. We, I mean, I should say you because I had a baby and you were working your butt off the entire time that we were off, but you hand selected the best people for each one of these positions. They're professionals. 
they're the best. You know, we trust them because they've all been touring for 10 plus years and they have enough understanding. Like they're well overqualified. They don't tour on the level that we're going to be talking about as much anymore because they've been doing this for so long, but they know everything. They're masters of it. And they're excited themselves to kind of pass the knowledge on and teach people how to do these jobs, what they and we would consider the right way. Because long-term plan, this is going to make everybody's life easier in the future. I, I hope one day we can have a podcast where people are like, go listen to this, then you can come on tour. I hope one day we can have a recap where we have a guest on the podcast and then have the person that really inspired them to go and tour in that position and then have them talk. And then it'll just be like this crazy experience where we like bring everyone together and then we just melt into each other. And then the world is just perfect and harmonious and we all live our lives happily ever after. Song came to mind, Neil. What? A song came to mind on your description and I got like really excited. I was going to sing it, but I waited for you to finish. What is it? But that's just what it's like when worlds collide. Oh, I love Power Man 5000. Yeah, Power Man 5000. Maybe we should do the Power Man 5000 version of Wheels on the Bus for the new theme song. You've heard this one for nine episodes. Now here's the Power Man 5000 version. This next point is kind of something that I really want to get across. And Neil, I'll let you lay it out. But, you know, why should a listener or somebody, maybe the listener is like, I really want to be a tour photographer. Why should they care about what a tour manager does? Like, what are some of the reasons that you think it's important to? Like we've kind of said before, but this is all a symbiotic relationship. So Mm -hmm. everyone works together to make this the incredible machine that it is. So a tour manager definitely cares what's going on with a photographer. A photographer definitely cares what's going on with the tour manager because together they make that relationship work as it should. They respect each other. They both know the rules and roles of each position. And that allows them to have this relationship that just works. There's no questioning of does the tour manager know whenever this happens because the photographer knows the tour manager makes the rules and the team's like, well, should the photographer be there? The tour manager knows that because they gave them passes to be there. It's it's all just a very harmonious relationship. That's what's important about this podcast is everything kind of works together. You learn from every position and you can take that into your respective role and use it every single day. Yeah, 100%. So I want to give an example of why I think it's so important, like you were saying, to kind of learn about what everybody else does even if you already know what you're doing. I'm going to say this as a photographer, as a tour photographer, my relationship with touring is I toured and became a photographer through that. Like I was a photographer, but I really learned how to be a photographer on tour. So I learned how to be a tour photographer. Some people are photographers and then they just go on tour as a photographer. And I will tell you, most people that take that route, no fault of their own, well, it is a fault of their own, but it's not like they did something wrong, are the most disliked member on tour. And it's not because they're doing something purposefully wrong, but they just are so unaware of what everybody else is doing that it's really easy to make a mistake. And photographers more than anybody need to know what everybody's doing so they know where they can and can't be. So, and that works on multiple levels for different jobs. The more you know about what everybody's doing, the more everybody's going to like you, the more you're going to be able to understand them, the more you're going to be able to know where you can and can't go, the better you're going to do your job. Yes. And that's going to come off as respect and it's going to get you a lot farther in the music industry. And you, and you know, maybe you just want to be somebody who's like, I don't care, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. 
You can take that route, but I promise you it's not going to go very well for your network. And I know this from personal experiences, myself making mistakes or hearing crew talk about other people that tour and the issues they've had with them, or maybe some more positive crew have told me why they like touring with me because of, you know, I always ask before I go on stage, like, I know I can go to these places, but I always check to make sure that I'm not in somebody's way or, you know, double check on all these things. I know all these little ways of working with crew so that they like me because if they like me, trust me, you can do so much more. Ooh, can I can I say one more story actually that I really Yeah, of course. Okay. Travis Barker's story. You ready? Yes. I like Travis. I was at Me too. I was at uh yeah, Weenie Roast. It's like this outdoor festival that used to be in Irvine. Uh, K-Rock puts it on. I'm working for K-Rock. And even though I'm working for the the company that puts on the festival, I don't get, I get all access and stage access and I can go technically anywhere. But band always has less say. Like if band's like, hey, that person can't be here, I can't be there. doesn't matter whose show it is. This was before I knew Travis and before I, I only knew Blink-182's crew. So I, I knew Daniel, the drum tech, and I knew Robert, but I knew Robert better because he's a photographer and I kind of connected with him on that. And I was like, Robert, I'm working for K-Rock today. I really want to go on stage and shoot like Travis. And this show specifically was their first show. It was a, it was a secret set. I, it was one of their first shows back too. And so nobody knew Blink was playing and it's a rotating stage. So after one band finishes, the whole band rotates. He's like, okay, you can shoot from the side of the stage. Remember it rotates. So you got to stay pretty hidden and don't get in the way of anything. I was like, that's fine. And then right before Blink goes on, Daniel comes up to me. He's like, yo, Adam, what's up? I was like, well, he's like, Travis said you can just shoot from behind him. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I've never done that before. Now I've done it a lot, not to sound like a douchebag, but just to put you in my mind, like this was the first time I'd ever been able to do this. And it's a very legendary drummer to me. Was it nerve wracking? So I'm like, where do I, like, I don't want to mess this up. So he literally pulled me up there before Travis got up there and I just hid behind the drums. Remember the stage turns. So I hid behind the set and then I actually have a video of it. I have a video of it spinning and me taking the pictures and the crowd flipping out from my point of view because I had a GoPro, I think, on my camera. <laughs> and it was so crazy to be back there spinning. I was like literally shaking and spinning with Travis and then watching everything from right there and taking pictures. I was like, this is insane. But that was, I mean, Travis knew who I was mostly through working with you guys, but it was never like, I didn't go up to Travis and ask him. That was all the crew. They run the show. Oh yeah. The band makes the calls. Like Travis trusts Daniel like no other. If Daniel says something's happening, Travis will be like, okay. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that if a crew member comes to me and says, this is cool. I trust them with everything. Like when I go on stage, they take care of everything and make me feel comfortable so I can do my thing. And if they like, Hey, this guy's going to be there and it's cool. I see that guy. And I'm like, what's up, dude? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. You know, because like that makes you feel comfortable on a level that probably nothing else could. Yeah. And that's how important the relationship is with crew, both on artist to crew level, crew to other crew. Like it really is like if you want to work with somebody or work for them, of course, it helps to know the band. But knowing the crew is really, really what counts because they run the thing. If you know the band, right, and they you haven't talked to the band member and had them clear it with their crew member, the band's playing and there's no way for them to be like, hey, stop the show. We got to make sure that photographer comes right back on up here. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, even if I want Adam up there and let's say Max kicks Adam off the stage, I'm not going to go chase Adam down. I got to finish playing the show. I got to be like, hey, sorry, Adam. After the show is over, didn't mean to, you kicked off. I should have talked to the Max, my crew guy. The crew is, they hold the last say in those instances because the band can't do anything. And they know a lot more stuff. Like They do not know a lot more stuff. <laughs> I'm just joking. They don't know a lot more things. The band knows everything. <laughs> the artist is the best. <laughs> 
No, I mean, you're right. I mean, the show could not happen without these amazing people behind the curtain. And they do know. They know everything. They're the reason the show happens. So it's best to make sure everyone works together and figure out those relationships ahead of time so that you can utilize them best to your advantage when going on tour. In addition to knowing these other jobs so that you can, you know, work with them well, we also, maybe you're more just entering in tour. We want you to have well-rounded information without having to tour. And that's kind of important because it allows you to, you know, pick a direction to head in for your endeavors. Maybe you know of the jobs, but you don't know what really goes into them. We want to teach you the skills that benefit each job direction. Like maybe you wanted to be a photographer, but you really only know the in-depth part portion of being a merch person. So this podcast will give you all of that information. And as we get into season two, you will get more in-depth with each one of those jobs because we're going to interview professionals that do them for a living. There's not really anywhere else that really kind of goes into depth with all of these different jobs with real people that are professionals and are beautiful and awesome and cool. And I mean, and they have really cool hosts like me and Adam. I'm just being honest. Like there's no other podcast like that. Yeah, we can, we could talk about all of what we've seen on tour. We can tell you about it, but we are a big fan of kind of showing you rather than telling you. So we want you to hear it from the masters themselves. And these people have more insight on the roles that we just don't have experience with. So you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> with each guest, we're going to kind of break it down into, you know, it's not just an interview. It's a little bit more guided than that. It's almost like a case study on each job. Well, it's kind of rad too, because it's like, we get to ask them all the questions. We get to also have like a little bit of a conversation and catch up and talk about what life is like for someone that does that. And then we get to like figure out really if that's something, well, not we, but everyone, everyone listening like us and then the people listening at home get to figure out if that's something that they really even want to do because they're going to tell us things that no one would ever talk about. These are things that you don't even know to ask before you go on tour. So that's why we're here to ask these questions. We're there to facilitate the answers and tell you things that maybe you would not even know you needed to know. Like Adam's saying, we like to show you, not tell you. And these people have more insight on the roles than we do. It's just fact. I mean, they live it. The main points that we're going to discuss with everybody is how they got into touring, what their daily schedule is like, how they learned how to do everything that they do on tour. A lot of times there's so many ways that are successful. And the only way to talk about those different things is to deep dive into each person's experience. So like me and Adam can tell you everything that we did to get on tour, but there's so many more ways that are successful to get on tour. And hopefully exploring all these different jobs, we will get into all of those different experiences in this next season. Yeah, we, you know, we just want to find the different paths, find the different routes, find the viable options for you. And we'll try to get a variety of people on that, like Neil was saying, have a different experiences. I think that, you know, if season one was basic, now we're getting into more of an intermediate level. And then by season three, we'll probably call it advanced and get a little wild and just do interview anybody we want. This next one is, this is a lot of good information and a lot of good stories. You can pick up a lot of little level ups from everybody based on a, I learned a lot just getting ready for it. And I've toured for a long time. So I know you're going to learn a lot. I can't wait to learn anything because I miss touring. So on season two, we're really going to go in deep with a lot of our guests and kind of really figure out how they got into touring because there's so many different ways to be successful in this line of work. I mean, and I know that my story is different than your story, Adam, and I'm sure it's different than every single other person that's going to be a guest on the next season. Yeah, they all like come from different places and different backgrounds. And, you know, some people might have gone to school. Some people might have been from the middle of nowhere and figured it out. And we know that everybody who listens to the show 
is worldwide and comes from different, you know, everybody has different experiences. So we're kind of hoping that you can relate to somebody. Yeah. yeah relate like, to somebody. There's going to be men, women from every walk of life. <laughs> did you just say Maine and women? Men and women. I heard Maine. What did, did you say? Maine, Connor? Thumbs up or down? Oh, I thought you said Maine. Well, I'll show myself out. You might be from Maine. And if you <laughs> are from Maine, there's someone we know that's going to be on the podcast. She's also from Maine. Yes. I think it is. And that's kind of the goal behind picking these different people is to really show the broad range of different types of people that can be on tour and be successful. You don't have to fit into one mold. Like you can still be yourself. You just have to do it. I mean, you. it really is just about that. It's coming down to going out there, networking, doing all the things we talk about in season one. And then we're going to go deeper into that. We're going to like talk about each job so advanced that your mind is going to grow by 10 centimeters. I mean, it's just a fact. The way we thought it would be best to teach you about each job would be to kind of walk you through a day in the life on tour with them. So we're going to learn what they do from the moment they get up to the moment they go to bed. And they'll tell you all the different things they take care of. And I, when I was doing the research for those interviewing people, I was mostly surprised slash impressed with how hard their jobs were. And by comparison, how easy mine was and also how hard I thought mine was before I was like, oh, that's what the TM does every time I don't see them. That's amazing. I mean, I think that this really is going to be an eye-opening experience for everybody, including us. It's like really getting to understand and have something to base these ideas off of. Because I feel like a lot of the people we work with make it look so easy and like no one complains. Like when you're really good at your job, you make shit look fucking easy. To me, I see these people doing this and I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, they just wake up and do all this stuff and they put up the day sheets and go through their motions and it seems so simple, but it's like so in depth and it's so hard and there's so much to it that we never could understand without having them on to explain it to you. I mean, honestly, I'm just excited and I'm excited to be humbled. I'm excited to get on here and be like, wow, I play guitar and don't do much. Wow, you send more emails in a day than I send all week while you're juggling and doing other things. What's an email? You know, I really am hoping to learn that with season two. The files are in the computer. <laughs> yeah, and, and the good part about learning from somebody who has this much experience is behind everything they're going to teach you is a lesson, is something they did wrong, is a reason they do it. And when I was talking to, one thing we do is we... Unless somebody specifically says it themselves, we always keep them anonymous because that's out of respect. But one person told me, you know, they they learned not to yell at band members on stages one day when they did that because a band member was doing something wrong on their stage. And, you know, they were like, hey, don't do this. Blah, blah, blah. And after and the, you know, band members never going to like be angry in front of their fans. But afterwards, the band member came up and was like, don't ever yell at me in front of people like that. Like that is not, a, you know, and it, like that was the lesson that crew person learned that day because they got, you know, they got in trouble. And I, I don't know, it's like all those little lessons, all these people have learned when we piece it together. It's going to be sweet. I'm excited to just be a better crew person too after this. I'm excited to be a better person. I, I, I and <laughs> Hey, respect. Like not even like all jokes aside, like these people are great and they make these hard jobs like look easy. I said that earlier, but effortlessly they do it with grace. They're some of the best people we know. And not only do we get to call them friends, but we get to work beside them. And hopefully after this, when we do go back on tour, we're going to be able to appreciate the jobs that they do so much more. I mean, I'm excited to go on tour and be a guitar player and a tour manager and a lighting designer all at the same time. 
after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because the lighting designer is now a limo driver mm -hmm. and your guitar tech is now a chef and everybody who tours has like gotten a new job. I learned how to work on wood and I also am a podcast host and a Twitch streamer as well as a father. And I sell Pokemon cards on the side. I like that you were, uh, we had to push everything an hour back today because you were at an oven convention. I really was. <laughs> My wife couldn't go. Mary, she's a chef. She's the chef of our restaurant. She couldn't go to the oven convention because we just had a baby, like we were talking about earlier. And I went there and we had to figure out which oven would fit our needs. And I had to go there and listen to some guy talk about ovens for four hours. No way. I know everything there is to know about oven technology in 2021. Wow. Ask me a question. I'll, I'll answer it perfectly. All right. Do ovens in 2021 have a broiling rack on the bottom or is it built into the oven? Is the bottom just for storage or do you not put anything there? That is a consumer oven. I am an oh. expert on commercial ovens. All right. Connor wants to know which one can get him baked. All ovens can bake, Connor. So if you put weed in there and breathe in their exhaust fan, you will get high. Oh, man. One time when I was like 20, I thought it would be like I'd move to California and I was like, oh, weed. Cool. And I bought it and then tried to make something with weed butter and then learned how smelly that is. Yeah. And everybody crazy. in my complex hated it. And I was like, I messed up. I'm 20. Please let me leave now. <laughs> One time I thought I would do that at my house with my parents there and hide it from them. <laughs> and it didn't work out too good. God damn it. <laughs> it's OK, though. Yeah. They still love me, I think. So, I mean, and after you learn all this information and you kind of figure out the direction you want to go in, hopefully you can start progressing at home, whether that be starting in your community or, you know, if you want to be a guitar tech, working on your guitar tech skills, just hopefully this information gives you enough motivation or direction, or at least gives you some kind of map to all this chaos. And yeah. Like a starting point or something to work on when you can't get on tour, you know? Yeah. 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 Like for me, I just work on, I mean, working on me is how I work on stuff at home. Like when you're practicing to become a photographer, do you take your finger and do like little workouts like where you're like just pressing the button like perfectly honestly the photography for me is the easy part the the social aspect of touring is the hardest part for me i mean i think that's the hardest for anyone and if they don't think so they're doing it wrong or they're just like naturally good they're at like it. selfishly just navigating everything without thinking it's hard because it really is hard we're going to try to put together some resources we don't have the information yet because we're still learning but we want to try to find ways you can work on each job at home, whether it be, you know, guitar techs working for a local repair shop or photographers working for a local studio or a local band. Or tour managers just tour managing themselves. That tour managing just means writing a schedule for your day. <laughs> You're like significant others like, no, I don't want to put my socks on at 830. Look at the day sheet. <laughs> Look at the day sheet. I'm not using the shower at that time because I don't feel like it. Stop trying to tell me what to do. And then you can know what it's like working with an artist because that's exactly how I am. Yes. I mean, that's what we're doing in season two. We'll see you next week. Our first guest is a badass. She is probably, we're starting off with a tour manager. We're going to start off with probably one of the hardest jobs on tour to kind of give you an overview and some of the stuff you might not understand yet because she's going to refer to a lot of other jobs that we haven't discussed. Well, we did, we did a pretty good job of just, of getting, of prepping you. If you do need help, we did make a glossary, which is on don'tshitonthebus.com. And if you have questions, like Adam said earlier, join our Patreon, go to our Discord, ask the questions in that episode, and we'll answer any and all questions to make sure that you get the most out of this experience because that's what it's all about. Get on the bus. The bus is the Discord. Yeah. The Patreon. That's the bus. Get on the bus. Get on the bus without poop. 
in or around you. Okay, thank you so much. Kevin, take us out. We will see you next week. Remember, never miss bus call. Hi. I'm Adam. I'm Neil. Later. Goodbye.